Hey friends, this is season three of Mommyhood to Menopause, the podcast. No matter what phase of life you're in, we are going to laugh our way through parenthood, life, and those life changes. This podcast is for all women of any age who love good vibes and can find the humor in life. Like that time Barb hid her Christmas gifts in the bathtub, but had menopause brain, forgot, and then turned on the shower. Well, we want you to join the conversation too. Follow us on Instagram at mommyhood, the number two menopause podcast, and tell us your crazy stories. This is real conversation between friends, so let's spill the tea. Second week in January, we're all here. The gang's all back together again. Girl, I'm telling you, it's a miracle. <laughs> and everyone is still with it. If you are doing dry January, good luck to you. And you still, still dry ish? Steadfast. <laughs> dry ish, yes, dry ish. <laughs> you know, when you have kids, I don't know if you could fully cut all of the alcohol, but. <laughs> God. Barb, I want to know what's going on in your life, but first, you have our quote of the week to keep you motivated in the new year. Absolutely. Audrey Hepburn, who I love, said, true beauty in a woman is reflected in her soul. It is the caring that she lovingly gives, the passion that she knows, and the beauty of a woman with passing years only grows. As a woman 55, that speaks to my soul, girl. Mm. I mean, the older I get, well, you know, not just with women, but certainly in women, isn't it the inner beauty that counts? I just, I mean. True life. We are all aging. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I am. Listen, if it wasn't for like, you know, you got to see what's in people's heart. And I still think my husband is so handsome, but his hair was not snow white when I met him. And it it is now. No. I like him with snow white hair. I do too. Yeah. I think he's very handsome. Okay. So it's also, you know, you have gray hair. Uh, before I go to the hairdresser or right now? <laughs> Naturally, wow, yes, wow, I the have, face, so I deceitful. Do, I do have some gray hair and I try to pluck them out because they're not overruling anything yet, but I do know, don't come for me on Instagram or anything like that. I know for every one you pull out, you get 10 more. Well, and some, some gray, some silver is beautiful. I love it. I just don't love it on me. I think it looks great on guys. Yeah. I think it looks great on some women, too, oh, to be very women, honest oh, with you. it's gorgeous. Yeah. I would love it if it looked good on me, but mine is just sort of that blah. Well, and my husband's, he likes to call it platinum hair, is his face is so youthful that people constantly ask him if he has dyed his hair that color. Well, and it's evenly colored. Like, it, it you know what I mean? It's just a nice head of yeah. hair. Yeah. Right. I'll never lose it, which is good news. Right. You know, we mine don't have is, any receding. Mine is not that way. So I, I think I'm just working hard on the inner beauty girl. All right. So, Barb, what is going on in your life? Oh, wow. So... Let's see. Let's bounce back to the last podcast. Yeah. Can we get an update on William? William's still dating. Um, He hasn't, you know, he hasn't flubbed up. Everything's Mm -hmm. okay so far. I'm finding, actually, that, you know, maybe he's better. Maybe he's better because of, of the mess up. Like, you know, you're on your best behavior kind of thing. Yeah, but do you want his representative? You don't want his representative. You want to see the real him. So which one is the real you, William? <laughs> oh, I haven't thought of that. Now you're making me stress I'm sorry. out. You know I don't trust anybody. And here's the thing. It's not that I, you can never gain regain the trust. That's not, I'm just always on the defense. 
I play defense as opposed to offense. Well, I mean, I'm careful, but I mean, I do kind of like that he's like, I like somebody, even a friendship Mm -hmm. where your friend is working on being your friend, right? Like, I love that. I'm about relationships, so I love that. I mean, like, oh, we went to um, the Grove Park Inn. Went there, did the gingerbread stroll, and sat out, and just, you know. So now Asheville is about, what, two and a half hours from Charlotte? Is that your first, like, official quote-unquote trip together? No, we went to Charleston. Oh, We went to Charleston before the lie. We went. (laughs) Okay. That's why I was so mad. But this is the first trip since yeah. Flub up. And it was, it was good. I mean, it was a lot of fun. You know, I think it's so important to have somebody that you're, that's just easy to be with. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where we are, which is nice. That's nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, it, it's, he's, he's a very much like he's fun and funny, which is the most important thing to me aside from, you know, honesty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll work back. Yeah. I'm just, that. I just like a, I'm 25% bitter. That's all. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working it out. Yeah, I, I can see you're not hanging on to anything. No, no, no. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, like it was fun. Really a lot of fun. And so you, you have travel news. Yeah, we, uh, so my husband and I took our first trip in two years without the children. And it was glorious. We flew down to the Bahamas, which we were so nervous about traveling during COVID because we ha- we actually have a friend who went to Italy and the couple, because you know you have to test to come back into right, the United yeah. States. Well, they tested and the husband tested positive for COVID. Asymptomatic, no symptoms, wife tested negative. But they because they were together, they had to quarantine together. So they go and get put in this hotel room that doesn't have a TV And they're going to have to quarantine until they can test again and possibly leave. Well, whatever period of time goes by, they test again. And now he is COVID free and she (gasps) has COVID. So they ended up having to be quarantined there for like two weeks, I think. Like, I think it was like 16 days. No. But could you imagine being on vacation, having this great time? And then something like that happens and you're like, oh my God, I'm a prisoner here now. (laughs) Wait. Okay. So let's go back. So. I mean, he's. A, did she have symptoms? Not at first, but she did uh, a couple days after she tested positive. I have never. And he was even always symptomatic, about asymptomatic. That. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're just stuck. So Dallas and I were really nervous oh, to travel wow. to another country during COVID, and you know, obviously that's why we hadn't done it for such a long time to begin with. But there was that fleeting thought in our mind that, like, what the hell happens if we can't get home to our kids? And, like, you can't separate because you've been together, so you both are in quarantine. Oh, when we went to go take our – and I know – All that makes me super anxious to think about We were that. so anxious. So, I will say this. The Bahamas did an amazing job with, like, safety precautions. So, you had to wear your mask everywhere, even outside, until you were, like – you sat down and got your drinks – but you had to keep your mask on until your drinks came to the table too. Like they were like, no BS, no messing around here. You had to show your vaccination card and you had to get a test and a health visa to get into the country. And then you also, because the United States was now requiring 24 hours, you had to get a rapid test to get back into the U.S. We did feel very safe while we were there. And we pretty much kept to ourselves just because, right, yeah. you know, with Omicron, like, is now the dominant variant. It's the most contagious and and whatnot. By the way, that happened just as we were leaving 
for for the Bahamas. So I'm like, oh dear God, <laughs> that's horror. I mean, I, that's a nightmare. Did this couple have kids? No, they're, they're it's an older couple. The people who went to Italy, yeah, they were an older couple, so they didn't really have, you know, anything to rush that's home like to. That's like worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Like you have kids and you're quarantined for three weeks. Oh, Dallas and I were like. When we were going to take our tests, we're like, well, should we take these separately and say we're in two separate rooms and like we're right, on two different yeah. vacations? That way, if you test positive, I can go home and blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, just, you know, because you're thinking about I'm not going to be able to get back to my kids. We were fine. We right. had no issues yeah, with our yeah, tests. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the Bahamas did a great job about being super safe about it. But something did happen to us that was even more scary than that at our hotel. Wait, when you were on vacation? When we were on vacation... I, I just want you to walk down this road with me, okay? 5 a.m., we have little kids. Uh, my oldest son is five. My youngest son is 18 months. And I have monitors in both of their rooms. So I wake up at the drop of a hat yeah. to any sound. I'm sound asleep. It's 5 a.m. And I hear, blip, blip, a key card in my door. And I sit straight up, and with Wait, that, that woke you up. That woke me up. Just that blip blip, heard it. Okay, woke me out of a sound sleep. That's some mommy <laughs> right there. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> I sit straight up, and I immediately hit Dallas on the chest, and I'm like, "Someone is trying to get into our room," which obviously wakes him up. Dallas shoots up, and we hear the door open and no. hit the double lock. So I'm like, not only did somebody try to get into our room, they were frigging successful in opening the door. And thank God we had the security double lock on because I I literally was laying in bed that night. We were just about to fall asleep. And I was like, Dallas, we go put the security lock on the door. And he was like, it's fine. We're on the 14th floor. Like nobody's getting up here. And I'm like, eh, just go do it. Okay. Oh, everyone is like, oh my God, what happens next? We call security because I'm like, this wasn't some drunk (laughs) from the casino that was just trying to get into doors, right? Like this, somebody got in, somebody wasn't trying to get in. They got in. I'm naked. I can't find a robe. (laughs) I'm waiting for, you know, we've, we've called security. We're waiting to talk to security and I'm just freaking out. Oh my God. Okay, before we wrap that, let's head over to Dillard South Park and have a little chat with Scooter and talk about a little bit of self-care we need for 2022. What do you got for us, Scooter? The RBD tip for the week, which you know I've told you about already, is Kills Ultra Facial Cream. This time of year, it is imperative that you have hydration. We're going in and out of different environments. You've got your heat on in your house. It's 57 degrees one day and it's 30 degrees the next day. This cream is fantastic. One of my biggest qualms with a heavy-duty cream for this time of year is the fact that it doesn't absorb quickly. Not an issue with the Kills cream. It is absolutely amazing. It's got this really amazing ingredient in it called anarchocene, which allows it to absorb moisture in the harshest of environments. So, you know, if you want to go mountain climbing and you need a moisturizer, Kills Ultra Facial Cream is definitely the one. I told Barbie yesterday that if I could dip chips in this and eat it to make it work better, I would do it. (laughs) That's how much I love it. I actually tried this in store yesterday, and it was amazing, so I grabbed some. Awesome. I'll have to pick some up, too. Thanks so much, Scooter. 
that was our Dillard's beauty tip of the week. And I could definitely use some now that I am suntanned from my Bahamas trip. Okay, please, what, what happened? Okay, so security comes up to our room. We open the door and there is a maintenance man out there. Okay. And I'm like, mm, I'm getting weird vibes, right? <laughs> You're always getting weird vibes. Always weird vibes. <laughs> always on the defense. Okay. <laughs> I'm smarter than half of I you. I know what you're doing. You know? So you can't get anything by me. No. I've got my robe on. We're outside with security. And security says, well, this man is for maintenance. And he was responding to a leak. To which I responded to security. I'm sorry. If somebody called in a leak, you wouldn't just enter their room. You would definitely knock. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. I would think that if this guy from maintenance, was here to fix a leak, he would have tools with him. Oh, he had no tools. Sir, where are your tools? Okay, but, so was he sketch at all, or is he like... No, he's definitely a, a maintenance man. But my man was trying to take a nap somewhere. He was not responding to a leak. And you are not pulling one over no on me. No tools. No tools. Just popping in the door. Yep. Because, and I know for a fact that this is this is probably what happened. When we checked in... <laughs> I look, no, no. What you just said. I know for a fact that this is that probably, this is what, probably happened. what happened. I love, I'm going to start. 100% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I am 98% sure. 99.999. But when we checked in, so this was the first night that we were at the resort too. But when we checked in, they moved our room. They upgraded us a couple times. Oh. So I think they probably, you know, when you work at a hotel and I worked at a hotel for years and years, you get like a master list of the rooms that are taken and who's staying in those rooms. So I think we had gotten moved around so many times yep. and that list was printed before we had checked in that he thought the room was empty. So he was coming in to take a nap. So what did security say? Did they acknowledge that? Or are they just like, where was that? So this is the weirdest thing in the entire world for me, because to be honest with you, I used to work at this resort. Okay. So I know the standard that should be upheld. Right. And when I say I was so irritated with the fact that that night it was just like, okay, well, you know, we're really sorry, whatever. Nobody like checked on us in the morning. We, uh, finally we went to the front desk and kind of made a stink about it. And we were like, Hey, just so you know, this happened last night. And if your standard is to just enter a room without knocking, no matter whether it is security, you know, your right? uh, hotel service, like whatever it may be. Okay, what if you're there by yourself? So this is what I told the security manager when I spoke to her the next day. I was like, had we not put that security lock on the door, we would be having a completely different conversation. My husband would have decleated that man if he would have made it into no, right. our room of course like we would have assault issues like charges because you came into a room that you did not know someone was staying in the other factor is if my children were in that room oh yeah oh my gosh the stink that I would put up I was like I'm not going to make a big deal about this. I just want you to know for future reference and to change whatever standards you have if that is the case right now. So what is this What is this maintenance man? What is his response? Like, uh, what was his... So he spoke French. So he was going back and forth between 
the security guy and myself, you know, but he was very taken off guard when I was like, where are your tools? What did security say about that? They just apologized and everyone went back to sleep for a while. And that's why I went down and spoke to the security manager in the morning. But, you know, I was so irritated because they they were like, oh, we'd like to do something for you guys, blah, 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 blah. And then they never did anything. And I was like, there is a brand new resort down the street that I will probably stay at now because happens, right? But it is how you handle things afterwards that makes the experience good or bad for whatever has happened. And it was just like, they just forgot about us and they were like, meh, whatever. Okay. And, and that's bad enough. Okay. But then see my brain goes over to this place of, so there's some fool sleeping in a bed that I, that like, what if I get the room the next day? Right. And because the housekeeping service has already cleaned that room right. because somebody else checked out. Exactly. Exactly. And okay, that's bad enough. Okay, ooh. But then you've got COVID. Mm-hmm. Like what? Yeah. Did you mention that to them? I didn't. I was so hung up on the fact that if he right. would have gotten into the room and the lock hadn't been on the door, it would have been so bad that I didn't even get to the cleanliness side of the issue because they never admitted that he was in there for a nap. Like they, everyone stuck true to the story that he was responding to a leak. Wow. Yeah. I mean, do you think he had the wrong, I mean, did they go to the place of maybe he had the wrong room number? Is that what they were saying? That's what they were telling us. Isn't that something we would want to triple check at 5 a.m.? But also if you're a hotel manager, you're going to cover for your employee and then you're going to reprimand them from there. You know what I mean? But like we would never know. If and the hotel did nothing for you. Nothing. Now, listen, now, this is just same brand hotel. Obviously, this is an, a completely different uh, environment. But have I ever told the story about how Dallas and I got engaged on this podcast? <laughs> have I? No. We, we know the uh, how you started dating. How but. we started dating. But you don't know no. how we got engaged. I will give you the cliff notes of this story. But... I was living in Pittsburgh. Dallas came to visit me for Christmas. We got a hotel room in downtown Pittsburgh that was supposed to have this amazing view of the city. We check in, we go into our room, and there has clearly been some type of party in this room, okay? The radio is on, there's music playing, the bed is turned down, there's a teddy bear in the bed. And I'm thinking like maybe... This is just like he called ahead and was doing something special for Christmas. Like, you know, the bed was turned down. There's a teddy bear. The music is on. So I'm like dancing around. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a party in here. And as I start to look around the room, I realize that things are out of sorts. There are, there's a shoebox on the floor. There's like three beer bottles. I go into the bathroom. There's beads of water on the shower. Like somebody had just taken a shower. And I'm like, I think that they double booked this room, Dallas. And we have a bellhop with us that's helping with our bags at this point. And he is so mortified. He is backing out of the room, right? Like this is bad. (laughs) So Dallas calls down to the front desk. They're like, we're so sorry, Mr. Stryker, you know, come back down. We're going to fix this, blah, 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 blah. So he hangs up and we go to leave the room. And I'm like, wait, this is supposed to be the room that has the best view of the city. I just want to see the view of the city. So I push back all of the curtains because it's like a 365, oh, yeah. you know, curtain. Right, right. And when I open the curtain, I realize that there is a pair of polka dot panties in the corner and a butt cheek mark 
on the window. <laughs> I think that this is the funniest thing that's ever happened to me in the moment. Dallas is mortified because he's going to propose the next day. And Lauren. I have no idea. Only you. Only me. Only but you. Shouldn't my engagement train wreck parallel like <laughs> run parallel to my introduction to Dallas in the Bahamas train wreck? Like I think it does. I think it's it's meant to be. It's fate, right? <laughs> we it, just attract crazy. <laughs> so now we can do it together forever. Uh, but th- anyway, that hotel did the right thing. They took us downstairs. Wait, I'm still at the butt cheek. I can't, oh, to, I, I can't. mean. Handprints and a butt cheek. Like somebody got busy on the window. Busy, okay. <laughs> so we go downstairs and this hotel, which again is the same brand, but obviously in a different city. This was Pittsburgh versus the Bahamas. Yeah. They are so apologetic. They put us in the penthouse suite, the entire top floor for the entire weekend. They sent us surf and turf at midnight with a bottle of champagne. Like they knew how to clean up. Right. A disaster, right? And that, I guess, I wasn't expecting to be put in a penthouse in the Bahamas. But that said, don't you think what happened in the Bahamas is way worse? Security reasons, yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, also imagine, because our key worked just fine to get in that room. So imagine had we walked into something and been on the other side where the maintenance man was, right? We were walking into something where we could have been harmed too, if somebody would have been in that room. And the beer is flowing and the panties are flying. So we. <laughs> yeah. That was a panty dropping room for real. So anyway, my whole thing is that I was just not happy with the way that the hotel in the Bahamas handled the situation afterwards. And I might stay somewhere else next time. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Are you going to reach back out to the hotel? Uh, I am going to write them a note to corporate. Because I, I know that corporate would be very disheartened by the way that the situation was handled. Yeah. I mean, you have to. And I, I hate being a Karen. I absolutely hate it. But I feel like just security reasons alone, somebody needs to know a corporate. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I would, I mean, you're doing them a favor, yeah. honestly. And you, you know how to handle it mm-hmm. in a proper way. Sure. I mean, very serious face that you have on right now but yeah but kindly you can tell them so yeah I think I would definitely do that all right so before we get out of here we have got a new benchmark for you we're gonna do this it is called mother knows best you guys are sending us what's going on in your life if you need some advice for Barb and I to respond to now we got a dm from i think it's christine barb you have the dm yep uh you want to read that to us yeah christina says my husband and i have three children and he has a child from a previous relationship who lives with us full time we don't go overboard at birthdays each kid gets a couple gifts from us but this year my husband bought an expensive gift for his child and i'm really not happy about it and i told him about it and i thought it was unfair to give one child a bigger birthday present than the others but he says I'm overreacting I don't know what to do should I go out and buy bigger presents this year for our <laughs> other kids <laughs> oh Christina you're a woman after my own heart not petty at all um you okay, know so you think that's petty oh to go out and like buy bigger presents to one up what your husband did for his kids I mean, yeah, I do. Even if it's like someone's birthday and that's just like isolated for them, unless it's a huge birthday, right? Like, but she didn't, I assume that this isn't a sweet 16 or something like that because she didn't say that. 
I assume this is like, I don't know, my seven-year-old's birthday and he got a trampoline when typically we buy clothes and maybe a backpack for our children. So here's what I would say. Okay, so you have younger children. Mm -hmm. So Jax has no clue. No. All right? At this point, he's 18 months. But, but, like, as a mother of a 25 and a 27-year-old, I always make sure the money is equal. Always. It is a, it is a rule. Because, and even like, even if it's like Christmas or, yeah, at Christmas, I always make sure they have the same number of gifts. The value is adjusted. Okay. So that it equals out on both sides. But you yeah. say I'm going to spend X amount on this kid. It doesn't matter. But they also have to have seven presents because each. Because when you're opening one, then it's your turn. We go back and forth. Okay. And for birthdays, I mean, absolutely, it's weighed out evenly. Yeah, I will say, you know, people give me a hard time because I'm not like a gift person. Like, gifts don't mean a lot to me. What? Experiences mean more to me. So oh, like, wow. Way I, to make me sound material. Well, no, 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 no. I, listen, let me, I'll get there because it. The material comes with it, right? But like I throw big birthday parties. That's what I love to do. My husband wants to shoot me when he finds out what I spent on a birthday party. But I feel like if we've set the bar here and Jackson is having a big one, you know, one-year-old birthday party, then Cashin should feel the exact same amount of love when it's his birthday party. So I'm going to throw something equally as extravagant. Right, right. So I just, you know, where I put my clout is in experiences. You put it into gifts. Agreed. Yeah. Well, I mean, like when my kids turned 16, each of them, I took them both to New York. There were no, we went to see a show. Mm -hmm. We had dinner. We went shopping. So same experience. I get that. And I will say this, and this is me being funny, but not being funny. Okay. So my brother and I had two totally different experiences growing up. Now, mind you, we're seven years apart. Yeah. I did not get a car for my 16th birthday. Okay. My dad told me, you raise X amount of money and I will match it. And then we can go and get you a car that you will finance and pay payments on. Vinny got a car for his 16th birthday. Okay, you just got so animated. (laughs) Like, Vinny got a car. Well, and it's just, you know, I I hate to be like, oh, there's always a favorite, blah, blah, blah. And growing up, I think I was probably the favorite. But now that we're adults, like, I feel like my brother (laughs) is the favorite. He gets bigger uh, gifts at Christmas time. He gets bigger gifts for his birthday. And like, again, and maybe this is just because a I don't put clout in presents. Like, I never want anything. I can never come up with anything, for you know, for someone to give me. And maybe Vinny does. I don't know that conversation that he has with my mom. But I joke about it on the regular because I'm like, oh, Vinny's the favorite. And you never want the kids to feel that way. Well, it's okay. And so here's the difference, I think, too, that you don't. Blended family. Mm, yeah. So, okay, so stepbrother, stepsister. There's sister, already that kind of animosity there. You're already, like, not on the same playing field, and you're trying to even that up all the time. I think, yeah, I think go buy the other kids the gifts. Well, now, let me just play devil's advocate here, because I feel like if Dallas and I were broken up and he did this to me, I would want to go and buy the bigger gift and one-up him, right? Like, I am petty like that. But... <laughs> If I was with somebody who had kids and I was like, hey, that's just what he decided to do with his kids. Like we don't like maybe I would just have a conversation with the boys at that point and be like, 
we don't need, you know what I mean? That's their thing. It would just be like your friends, like at school. Like, what am I supposed to buy a bigger present because Tommy got a friggin' no? But that's your that's your step- reindeer that's for Christmas. Step- I don't know, or your stepmom. Your sub- so here's the difference. You're trying to blend drill the family, drill into these kids' heads. You know, we're family. We're together in this. We are family. However, when it comes to gifts, we're not family anymore. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's like, yeah. I, I I say even it up, Christina. Like, <laughs> go get the gift. I'm serious. All right, Barb's got the last word. Go buy a bigger <laughs> gift, Christina. That's it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for stopping by. As always, we love having you. Go ahead and follow us on our personal pages. I am all of the F words. I'm at Southern Blonde Chic, and follow the podcast at Mommyhood the Number Two Menopause Podcast on Instagram. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mommyhood to Menopause podcast. If you like what you heard, we would love to have you join us weekly. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and review us, unless you hated it. In which case, ask someone for a hug and move along, sis. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Mommyhood, the number two menopause podcast, and on our personal pages at All of the F Words and at Southern Blonde Chic. Thanks for listening.